0: Welcome to the After Sessions podcast, episode nine. We are your hosts, Logan.
1: Mary.
2: And Jamie. And
0: Jamie. All right. We have
1: a sleeping
0: baby. Oh, yeah. We do have a sleeping baby, so I guess I shouldn't be talking as loud. But, yeah. Um, yeah, because the microphone is right here, so we don't need to be doing that. But, Jamie. Too many people. Yes. Can you do the welcoming prayer for us?
2: Absolutely. Let's pray. Friends, thank you, God, for a new day of life. We thank you for this time that you've given us. We ask, God, that you would help us to create space for holy conversation. We pray, God, that we would find growth and love with each other as we grow and talk uh, about your scriptures tonight. God, we love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. I'm just so excited. You know, it's episode nine and we're back talking with episode Jamie. nine. Let's keep there. Right back
1: talking with Jamie, talking back talk. Back
0: talk. <laughs> <Backed up. laughs> that is correct. We are in the third week of Back Talk. Um, <clears throat> which was a series we obviously started three weeks ago, but um Jamie, can you give us a little um brief overview on what we're gonna be diving more into today? And um
1: Yes,
2: I sure can. So this was actually one that I had to write kind of a summary of bullet points because I feel like we kind of covered a whole lot of stuff today. For some reason, I went back and watched it later and I was like, wow, like we covered this and that and this. So let me just get into. So the, the title of the message today was called Faithful Response. And we took Matthew chapter 28 verses 1 through 10, which is the same story of the resurrection event that we find in John that we've been in for two weeks. This is just Matthew's version of it, like Matthew's account. And Jesus says something different in Matthew's account than he did in John. So Mary and the other Mary, and there's a Mary here listening. So there's three Marys, quite contrary. I'm just, oh my God. So two Marys come to the empty tomb. And all of this stuff is happening, right? And the angel tells them, don't be afraid. And then go tell the disciples that he's risen. He's not in the tomb. So the women actually get to be the first evangelists, the first ones to share the good news that Jesus has risen. And while they're actively engaged in that mission that they got from the angel, Jesus meets them. And even Jesus tells them, don't be afraid. So we looked at what they are, you know, what are they afraid of? And so when we looked at the scriptures, there's a lot of things that happen before they're told not to be afraid. There's the earthquake. There's this angel that has rolled away the tomb. And now the angel's sitting on top of the shining, like lightning. You know what I mean? It's just all this kind of physical stuff going on around them that they're fearful of. And then they get this mission from the angel and they take off. Well, they're also fearful. I think of, maybe what they don't understand about what's happening they don't understand why there's earthquakes they don't understand why the angels talking to them they don't understand why jesus is not in the tomb and yet their response to that fear and chaos and everything that's happening in that moment is not like panic which oftentimes would be my first response in a situation like that i would just panic or i'd have anxiety or i'd fall apart so to speak But that's not what their response was. Their response was to respond in faith. And then that faith led them to worship Jesus, who was there on the scene. And so that was kind of like the point. We took a a quote from Lou Holtz to open up and to close. And Lou Holtz said, uh, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. And I think fear is the same way. You know, fear is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. And so these women responded in faith to the fear that was happening, uh, you know, that was going welling up inside of them. And so responding to fear with faith was kind of like the point. Uh, And that's kind of where we went today.
1: Yeah, it was good. It reminded me of um, like just the women's side of it. Like that's a key point to this whole part of the, I mean, this whole lesson for today, but it reminded me of how we got started in fostering, because we were going to our church in Lubbock, and um, the series that we were doing was women Women of the Bible, and I was, you know, obviously being annoying and being like, you know that could be our baby. I just got a, another request for a child. We we could be helping this child and but all, like also giving him his space to let him come, come to that decision on his own, but being me at the same time, you know,
0: um,
1: uh-huh. but, <laughs> but we, so this Sunday they were talking about Mary and I think now I can't really remember what was going on, but they were talking about how basically Mary knew what needed to be done and she just made it happen. She didn't, she didn't like try to bring everyone into this. She didn't try to like get everybody on board to do this. She just, she saw the perk. She saw something, a need and she was going to fulfill it. Whether we liked it or not, like she knew what needed to be done. And, um, but Logan took that as me because Mary and he just like, you know, put it all together and he was like I think I'm ready to turn in our application and I was like wait what what because it was so sprung up but he was like I mean I really saw you in that in the series today maybe because it was over Mary or if it was because of you but you see the need of like these children needing parents and you see us fit and you see that as like a calling and who am I to like step in the way of that? Like that is powerful and ready to turn it in. So just it, I just, it reminded me of that since, especially since we're in our foster care journey still, and that's how we started. But I feel like in so many scenarios, women, there's just a lot that can come from a woman. I I just, um,
0: yeah, uh, it. it, it uh, I think in that moment it was like what you said, Jamie was gloriously frightened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know you're so excited about. I was so excited about. Oh yeah, we're gonna be foster parents, and you know. But then at the same time, I'm so frightened because, well, that means I'm gonna be a dad, and I'm gonna be a dad. Yeah, and a dad, you know. So
1: to a stranger.
0: Yeah. So or life would life kind of changed real quick, but, um, but, um, what I did like, what we can kind of talk a little bit more about also was, um, whenever the angels, uh, the angels said to the Marys that they were walking was don't be afraid. And, you know, there's, there's so much for them to be afraid of at that moment with the earthquake. And, you know, they're going to, um, they're going to the tomb and um, all that. So it, and it's hard to not be afraid with certain times. But um, why do you think like, I, I don't know, maybe just like expand on what do you think was going through like Mary's the mary's mind (laughs) during this walk you know and and the angel says this to them like
2: yeah well i think they're confused first of all uh you know they've come to the tomb and jesus is not there and we discussed last week with john they were mary was looking for a corpse she was asking hey what have you done with the body She even asked the angel in John, what have you done with the body? She asked the gardener, who was actually Jesus, hey, if you've taken the body, tell me where you've put them and I'll go get them. And so I really feel that Mary is so confused and fearful because she's there looking for the body of Jesus and it's not there. So I really don't think she understands that what Jesus said is actually happening. He said he was going to rise from the dead in three days. But then, you know, what, what Mary saw was him brutally be crucified in front of all Jerusalem. And so she's probably having some doubts. Oh, my gosh. He said he was going to rise from the dead. How can he rise from the dead after that? And so she's there at the tomb, and there's so much going on, you know, the chaos that's happening physically around her. Uh, but I think the angels are telling her, you know, we know that you're afraid, but you have no need to be. And Jesus reiterates that. And while they're actively engaged in their mission, he meets up with them and he says, look, don't be afraid. So did you guys catch the the angelophany term? So the angelophany is this experience that people have with angels. There's a word for it. And everywhere that I have found in the scriptures where an angel has interaction with a human being, the first thing the angel says is don't be afraid. Because I think it's probably scary. It's probably a scary thing to come in contact with an angel. So you have angelophany. Theophany is when you have an encounter with God himself. And I bet you, I just bet that those experiences are fairly scary. Those, that's one of those gloriously frightening uh, type of moments. But I love how the scriptures say they left that moment scared to death, but filled with joy at the same time. Because like they they're carrying now the best news the world the world has ever heard. If Jesus was in the tomb, we have no good news to share. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's not in there. And the angel said, "Go tell him." And they did. Man, they were like, "Oh my gosh, it's happened! Like he's risen. He's not in there." And it was just be- it's a beautiful moment for them.
1: Mm-hmm. I love I loved thinking about all of the gloriously frightening moments. Of my life, I loved hearing about yours, like your wedding day. Yeah, that's true. Not really for me. I wasn't frightened. I was excited. <laughs>
0: I was a little frightened. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was. <laughs> we were all frightened for you, Logan. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Um, what other other moments?
0: I mean, foster care, um, parents. I mean. You uh, I'll, I'll, you could say right now, yeah, in the season that, that we're in say, right now, our life could be right now. some life-altering scenarios for us. Yeah, absolutely. Great. I mean, it's going to yeah. be great at the same time, no matter what the outcome's going to be.
1: I think that's what like our whole faith journey should feel like almost all the time, right? If we're really like pursuing... Yeah. The Lord's plan for our life, that's scary. <laughs> Cause you're having we're having to let go of control, let go of our plans, like put all of our eggs in his basket and just rest in his plan. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. That's the work that we've been talking about. Like it's a it's not just like a one-time like easy flip of a switch we're for cruising like we are we have to actively pursue and I feel like our entire following Jesus is frightening joyfully frightening mm-hmm. what is it glorious gloriously, gloriously frightening frightened.
2: yeah
0: um yeah you you said um if you want more faith start acting on the faith that you already have goes
2: mm.
0: that hand in hand with kind of what you've been talking about with um adding a faithful responses, acting with the
2: faith that you have to want to gain more faith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was a word for me. Uh that was the most I, I used I, gave, I think I used the word illuminating this morning. That was the most illuminating thing for me in this whole message because I've had that question or I've had that kind of like that concept posed to me before, and I felt like that before. I'm like, okay, God, I'll do it, but you gotta give me more faith. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna do it until you fill me with more faith. Like I need more faith to to deal with this stuff. Mm -hmm. And this whole idea that, you know, God's economy, you know, if you want life, you gotta lose it. If, uh, you know, the parable of the talents, if you don't do anything with what God already gave you, he's even going to take that away. But if you're actively doing something with the gifts God gave you, he'll give you more. So this whole idea is if you want more faith to walk out foster care, to walk out, uh, you know, faith in this area of your life, if you want more faith for those things, you got to go ahead and act on the faith you already have. And then God will give you more, which that's what I loved about, the two Marys, and the mission that they were given. Mm -hmm. Hey, you're the first to go tell the good news, now go. Well, they were like, okay, well, let's just go. And so they acted on, they didn't say, well, okay, wait a minute. We're going to need more faith to do this. We don't feel like we're qualified. We don't necessarily feel like, you know, we have the abilities to do this. But they didn't. They acted on the faith they had in that moment. And I feel like they had a growth spurt of faith that day. And so I need to learn to yeah. act on the faith I have. And then God give will give me more faith to handle things as they come.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I think that almost is like how kind of like actor session started. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean like.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we're, I don't know. My passion is to, I mean, just like yours would be to reach people that need to be reached, you know? Like, we need to find the people that need Jesus or need yeah. light. And I feel like this podcast, that's what, like, our our plan is. We're just, I mean, we have you, the pastor, and so people, I feel like people will see you as, like, the landline, first line to God, like, you how do how do I do this and then we have us that's just like doing like I mean the same as you right but we just don't have like the theological background we're working with what we have with what we know and we're using you to grow farther you're using us to grow farther like we're leading on each Mm -hmm. other with the faith that we've got to try to get farther Yep, that's
0: Um, what
1: I thought of immediately whenever you mentioned that
0: yeah that's a good point it's where we knew we felt some sort we knew we felt some sort of calling to um act on what Jamie had been reaching out to us for it was the
1: Yeah, we felt yeah. called to more but we didn't know how to do it. And exactly. I feel like
0: yeah.
1: that's why that's what made this podcast yep. burst it.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and I love that you um that you Mentioned the parable of the talents, but um, could you give a just a short synopsis of what that parable is for any listeners that may not be familiar with that? Sure. Parable, Jimmy?
2: So, the parable of the talents is this uh, illustration that Jesus uses, and ta- a talent is money. Okay. And so, the landowner gives one person a certain amount of talents, and he doesn't necessarily tell them what to do with it. He just gives them some. And then he gives another person a little bit less, but he gives him some talents also. Doesn't tell him what to do with it. He just gives it to him. And then he gives a third person some talents also. And then he says, okay, well, I'm going to go and, you know, go do my thing. And then I'll be back a couple of years from now. And so the first guy invested the talents that were given to him. He actively used them and then made a return on his investment. So when the owner came back, he's like, hey, fantastic. I see you invested it. So I'm going to give you even more. Here you go. And then the second guy said, oh, yeah, I invested mine too. And I made a little bit. And the owner was like, praise the Lord. Here you go. Uh, Here's some more. Well, the third guy is like, hey, I went and buried mine in the yard because I know you're a cruel guy. And, you you know, I I didn't know what was going to happen to me if I would have lost it. And so, I buried it, and didn't give him no return, and that guy's like, "I can't believe you did that. you know wicked and faithful you know wicked and worthless servant, and so he even took what he gave him away and so this whole idea of you have to use what God gave you, you know this whole idea of acting on the faith that you have uh translates so good to like even even foster care if you waited until you felt like you were, uh, I don't know, that you understood the whole system, that you understood babies, that you understood two-year-olds. If you waited until you felt like you were ready for all that, you'd never have a kid. But you guys acted on the faith you had, and you were like, okay, we can do it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it, and we'll learn from it. I mean, I think people have to they have to move. Podcast. I'd never done a podcast before. Now, you had. But I was like, oh, my gosh. This might be a complete flop, and we may not even ever get this off the ground. Yet we acted on the faith that we had in each other and in the Lord to bless this, and it happened. Man, we just, we have to to move. We have to be active with what God gives us in the moment, and then later on, you know, he'll give us more. It says, "Uh, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. God will give you new mercies for tomorrow. Yeah. Use the mercies he's given you for today, today. Don't carry them over. So yeah. just act on, act on the faith you have right now.
1: That also um, reminds me of like the whole situation where you can never fully be prepared for anything. Oh, And I remember even going through marriage counseling and I did, we did it with both you and Pastor Ray. And the question was pro, uh, the question was asked of like, when do we want to have kids? And I'm like, I mean, I'll give him a year and then no promises, you know? And, um, but it didn't, I probably didn't come out like that, but, uh, Pastor Ray was like, you know, I do think you'd need time together, but I also don't think you need to wait too long because you're going to, if you keep waiting, you're going to keep thinking of reasons to keep waiting and to keep feeling like you need to prepare for something else, but you're never ever going to be, pre- be prepared for anything. And that's not just with parenting or foster care or anything. It's like in our job situations or in life, like we can pack all of the emergency bags, we can do all the things, but we're never fully going to be prepared and we're wasting life. Sitting in this sa- season of just preparing, you've yeah. got to act and move. So I love that. And then I also about- oh, and I thought of whenever I was a kid in youth, we're taught that um, there in the Bible it says, "Do not fear," three hundred sixty-five times, it's one for every day. Mm. To do not fear. Do you remember that?
2: Well, you may want to investigate that just a tad bit. I'll just leave it at that. I'll let you you go. I'll let you go look that I think it's only like fifty-eight times actually.
1: No way. Yeah. Who lied to me?
2: I don't have no idea, buddy. That goes that I think is something that circles. Maybe fifty-two for (laughs) fifty-two. Whatever, one every for weeks.
1: every week? Yeah. No way. I was, yeah, one
2: well, for every week.
1: I was told, because then we joked about it. So then on the leap year, do we have to be scared a day?
2: Oh my goodness.
1: Who taught me? I'm Googling.
2: Oh boy. Well, that would be a good study for you. <sighs> yes. No, I'm going to
1: go back to believing what I thought. Okay. <laughs> it made me stronger in my faith that way, to believe that every day God <laughs> there yeah. never plays in the Bible. <laughs> that tells me do not fear.
0: Well, I'm going to have to look it up right.
1: <laughs> don't worry. So the
2: whole fear so the whole fear thing uh, so fostering podcasts that was fearful. That's a those are fearful things. Well, podcast may not be fearful for you, but it was for me. I was scared to be like okay, well, we got to have this conversation. It needs to be spirit-filled. Like we don't want to just be talking, to be talking. We want to reach people we want to you know go through that and so that caused a little fear in me that we would do it correctly being foster parents is fearful so kind of the meat and potatoes of the message today was how do you respond yeah to fear so do you do you do you just wad yourself up in a panic and stress and anxiety in the face of fear that's not what we're taught from the marys in the scriptures we're taught that they responded to fear with faith right mm-hmm. And then the faith that they had in the moment led them to worship Jesus. And only, only if I could respond to fear with faith and worship, I wonder how those situations would change, you know, those, those fearful moments that come up in my life. If I responded with, uh, faith and worship, it'd be so different. I think. Mm -hmm then it would be panicking, thinking, anxiety, analyzing, and just like letting fear take control of me.
0: Yeah, you get in your head.
1: Oh, yeah. I think one thing, at least I've been working on, especially since Good Friday, the Good Friday service, when we laid something down at the cross, I laid down my plans. Said, like, God, these are not mine. I'm laying down my plans, and I truly want to surrender to whatever you have for me. me and for us and Mm -hmm. for our family and so that's how I've been trying to respond to so many things like every time I'm if I get a feeling of like jealousy or something if I see another pregnant woman or another new mom or a beautiful like happy family and I feel like jealousy but I hate that because I don't mean it personally towards them like I love that for them but it just like hurts a little bit but I've been trying to like react to those by immediately like praying for them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I do not, this is, I don't, this feeling is not what I want, how, to, how I want to live my life. I want to respond immediately and correct it and rebuke those feelings in the name of Jesus and pray over those people that are worthy of celebration and worthy of a beautiful life. But when it comes to like, ours our life like the confusion is is so hard to like let go of and not wonder but i think i'm in a big season of just like trying to be present and just i'm like you keep asking me like what if i get this job what if i get this job what if i get this one and i'm like "Eh, we you don't. those aren't even options let's not even go there until we're there let's not even face them not even get excited for one dream and then crushed by another or something let's just be present where we're at and really just like let God guide us and feel led to move.
2: Absolutely. And that, that is the faithful response. Mm -hmm. It's not to freak out. It's not to lose sleep over it and fall apart. It's to say, you know, whatever God's will is let it play out for us. Yeah. No matter where it's at, we'll be faithful to it. We'll worship God and, let, you know, God will lead us through the fear that we're having about where we go from here.
1: Yeah, man, that's hard to do. Whenever you're not in a season of change, yeah, you know, when you're, it is. Once you're comfortable, you're like, ah, God doesn't, he doesn't ex- expect any change for us. He put us here. We're cruising and grooving. We're fine. But like when you're in the moment of you're at a fork and you have to move somewhere else, you have to change. Then it's easy to say, you know what, I'm gonna let go and let God. But when we're when we're comfortable, that's hard.
2: Yeah, and that's those moments is when you act on the faith you have. hmm For sure.
0: Yep. And I think faithful response with gloriously frightened is just the perfect way to sum that up because it's sometimes a faithful response is, you know, you can hear and feel God just talking to you with great big plans for you and you know that and that may seem super scary but at the same time you have to find this joy and delight and like what god is um speaking to you about and what he sees in you Mm -hmm. yeah um so i love gloriously frightened um that i think that's just so perfect for um what you've been talking about today
1: in life in general yeah one thing that is like confusing or hard to as we're talking about not being confused <laughs> um is like how let me see how how to word this so they're like you can believe that god put a passion on in your heart for a reason like that is like Okay, words. Helping people. Okay. No. Words, Mary. So, <laughs> like, us, like me wanting to have my own children. Yeah. And so God has placed that in my heart since I was young. Like I went to college. I got a major, but what did I want? to I wanted to be a mom. People would ask me, what do you want to do with your man?" I, I don't know. I just want to raise kids. I want to help people. And so God put that on my heart for a reason, but it's also he's not giving me that. Right now, and so I'm, I'm, I make sense of like timing and and stuff like that. But like, how? What am I getting at? I
2: don't know. But he's not giving you the, he's not giving you the mom that you think you want because you you are a mom. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: You're a mom, right? You got a baby sleeping in the next room. I mean, you're a mom. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, you're welcome. It's just you're not. Your version of mom, and what your version of being a mom in this moment may not at may not parallel each other, may not be the same.
1: Yeah, and I.
2: But you're a mom.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am, and I believe that. But then it's like, what I what am I trying to get at? <laughs> what is my <laughs> so like that battle is for people that have that same feeling, but then they never, they never meet it. They're never given it. Okay. So not me, for example, someone that wants to be a mom. So there's so many families, couples that are trying to have children that can't, and there's faithful ones that They believe God put it on their hearts that they're going to be a mom and they're faithfully waiting for that time and believing in that. But for some people it will never happen. So how do we, I mean, I guess. How do you
0: respond faithfully?
1: Yeah. How do you, there we go. How do you respond faithfully? I guess you just let go, right?
2: Well, Uh, so there, there, you know, something that's coming to me is that you would respond faithfully by being a mom to the children. God brings to your, to your door.
1: Yeah, but not me. No, I'm talking
2: about you though. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, in your case, you know, your idea of, okay, well, I want to be a mom. I want to have my own children. You know, I I don't disagree with that. I, I pray for you as well that you have your own children, but you're acting on the faith you have now by being a mom to kids who come to your door who need a mom.
1: Right, and I right. believe, and that's where I feel that's where I feel peace with the waiting. With that's why I believe that it's not God's delay; isn't his him denying me? Sure. So that's why I have peace. But what I, I'm genuinely looking at, like, other people. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> that you know, like, how...
0: I, they have passion, but they aren't having that passion fulfilled or something like Yeah,
1: that. I don't know.
0: Or they feel like they have a calling to something, but... It,
1: it seems like they can never reach their calling or fulfill their calling but that's all they can think about. But then is it, whoa, whoa. Is it a God calling or is it a me, like an earthly me calling? Wow, my head hurts. Is it a God dream or is it a me dream? Do they align? Not all the time.
0: <laughs> I think it could go back to maybe if, certain values or certain um you know dreams are earthly things you know earthly dreams rather than making and glorifying god and
2: jesus like
1: yeah oh no jamie i just need you to wrap that all summarize that to make that make sense for today
2: not really sure how to do that You're gloriously <laughs> frightened right
0: now.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> All right. Anyway. You know,
2: I, and it's some things you just, there's no answer for it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times people just have to take a step and then take another step on the faith that they currently have in the moment. Uh, do the next right thing, like the Frozen 2 song. Just do the next right thing. mm
1: mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, keep taking steps of faith. And what also, I, I've learned something that you can't base your faith on what happens to somebody else. Yeah. Either. You know what I mean? There's a plan for Mary and Logan, there's a plan for, you know, John and Sarah, there's a plan for Matthew and Amy. And you can't base your faith on what's happening to Matt and Sarah or John and Sarah, you know what I mean? You,
1: right.
2: Your journey is your own journey.
1: Yeah.
2: And, that's good uh, you know, take, just keep taking steps in your direction, the direction you're supposed to be going. Act on the faith you have in the moment and do the next right thing.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I think I'm, that's what we need. Yep. Yeah. You know how to wrap yep. it up. You know how to grab all those spaghetti noodles and wind them perfectly on a fork. No. You know,
2: no, I don't think I do. <laughs> well, you just did very well with it.
1: Yeah, I think like triggered by your um, friend that said that's going to be the first question I asked Jesus.
2: Mm, yeah,
1: that's I think that's what's been lingering in my head all week.
2: Well, now what was
1: that? One of his friends, he assumes has been having, can't have children. And so she stated, told him like, that's going to be one of the first questions I asked Jesus mm. when I meet him. Is, why and I think that's been like kind of haunting me all week because it's you know but I think that's a beautiful way to put it
2: yeah
1: I just I I feel for the people that don't have faith
2: so I got a call from my brother actually a text or was it a text yeah text a group text from my brother I wish I could tell you how old he is I think he's in his late 30s and he's been married for a few years and they've been trying, they've, they've been trying to have babies too and couldn't. And they were very, 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 very frustrated. They've covered, you know, they've had lots of prayers and, uh, you know, lots of things happening in their life. And all of a sudden I get this text. Was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. And he's like, Hey, I'm trying to pick a picture from my Instagram. I want to start an Instagram. He's got all these weird pictures of like him and his dog, him drinking a Coca Cola, a snowman. And then there is a, an ultrasound with a little kidney bean baby in there. And then it, you keep scrolling. It's like just stuck in there in the middle. And then it's him and his dog again, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a minute, scroll, scroll, scroll. What's this? So I called him. And after all of that time of thinking they weren't going to be able to have their own kids, she's pregnant. Mm. So praise the Lord, you know it's the Lord. They didn't get frustrated and have stress about it. They just said, hey, if it happens, it happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so uh, you know, praise the Lord for their situation as well. They've waited for a very, very long time. Yeah. And now, and now they're pregnant. And I'm very, very happy for them. So keep your that. head up. He's probably <laughs> praise the Lord. Frightened.
1: Gloriously frightened.
2: Gloriously frightened. Yep. And he's such a good uncle. He's going to be such a good dad. Mm. I just love him. He's fantastic. I love that. Yep. So respond to fear with faith.
1: With faith. Mm.
2: The whole point, respond to fear with faith. That's good.
1: And however that looks like in your life.
2: Yep. Because everyone's different. Everyone's different. So, you know, if we were to re-quote old Lou Holtz, we say fear is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. Mm. So respond to fear with faith.
1: Praise the Lord.
2: Just praise like Mary. <laughs> praise the Lord.
1: <laughs>
2: I can't stop saying that. That's like, I think I was listening to the message today and I said, write and praise the Lord like 30 times.
1: <laughs> praise the
2: Lord. Like what is happening? <laughs> Well, is there a better is there a better phrase to say though? Not I'm really. Gonna say something. Praise the Lord. Say that.
1: Oh, well, that's when she's angry. Oh, okay. I I doubt she wants me to say it on okay. okay. Well, I'll go ahead and do the benediction. Yep. Okay. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious mm-hmm. to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.
0: Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.
1: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. See you next time.
2: See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> for ten. For ten.
1: Oh.